two men who uh, we hope will never enter the sportscasting transfer portal, John. We don't want them transferring to uh, another show. Though I do know that Ellis, he double times us by going on other shows, but that's okay. Chuck is all ours. He's pure sports talk. He loves us like none other. As we welcome in for another edition of Chalk Talk, Coach Chuck Reedy and Coach Ellis Johnson. Good evening, Chuck. How are you? Doing, doing great, Phil. Doing great. <laughs> yeah, nobody else wants me. You're just, you're... <laughs> Ellis is in demand. He's all over the radio yeah. airwaves. No, I had to take a second job because of what you're paying me. <laughs> Listen. In all seriousness, Ellis, you have made a small mint in your days as a football coach. A small mint. <laughs> Emphasize that word, small. <laughs> of course, I do know you've had some expenses in recent years. I get that. So, um, <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, this past Saturday night. Chuck, what'd you see out there? <laughs> well, I, I thought uh, Dabo did a great job of taking his offense out of the game and, and, and just playing to their defense. Um, you know, I think basically that was, that was the plan run the football. Don't do anything, you know, that on offense to jeopardize it because there wasn't any way South Carolina was going to score. Um, you know, Clemson's just, just too good on defense. And, um, you know, that was the story of the game. Didn't Clemson didn't score an offensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. They got three, three field goals. I mean, that was the game, but it put it in the defense's hands and, you know, that's been their formula for the last four weeks and it's worked and, um, you know, and, and, and it, and it will work against teams that aren't, you know, that aren't championship caliber, but if they're going to take a, a step forward next year, they've, they've got to, they've got to get a lot better on offense. And, and how do they do that? Where do they go? What do they do? Well, uh, obviously club has got to get a lot better. Um, you know, right now he, I, I would classify him mediocre. Um, they've got to go to the portal and get a receiver. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, if they don't, then, you know, then because there's nobody on, on the roster that I've seen, now maybe, maybe, you know, Cole Turner or somebody we hadn't seen, but there's nobody I've seen on the roster that, that's a difference maker. And, and you can't depend on, you know, the two guys, Wingo and Moore, you know, freshmen coming in, you can't depend on that. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's a must for them to go out and find a receiver, um, you know, and, 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 you know, they're, you know, they're obviously they're locked in with Klubnik, so he's just got to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you were thinking he was going to make a big step this year, you know, and you really didn't see it. Ellis, what'd you see out there Saturday night? Well, a lot of what Chuck's already said, and then, you know, early in the game, we we talked about how hard it is to play at Williams Bryce, especially at night. The crowd was there, the atmosphere was there. You couldn't have had a worse play than the the pass lateral, mm-hmm. if you will. And I mean, I'm not hell that counts, okay? But it was so close to being a forward pass, but all of a sudden it's six points. Uh, then they come back and they get a pick on the second play, I think, of the next series. So Clemson is. It sort of got the crowd out of it. But then South Carolina had their one decent drive. I think it was 80-something yards. And and really looked better overall than, than Clemson's offense. But 
I mean, the rest of the way, I don't know. I think it's like seven or eight punts in a row and a turnover on downs. So, you know, the sum total of it is just what Chuck said. I mean, their defense front is just so good and, and just overwhelmed South Carolina's offensive line. And that, that's sort of been their problems all year. You know, the, the pass protection and unable to you know, have put forth a running game. Uh, you know, at the end of the game, it helps Clemson and run 73 plays. South Carolina hadn't even run 60. Mm-hmm. So the, the possession time was just melting their defense, and they still played okay. But they gave up over 200-something yards rushing and almost five yards every time Clemson ran the ball, and they produced one turnover. So I, although the defense tried to hold up the end of the bargain, it wasn't anything to write home about on that side so I know you're very fond of Wes Goodwin from y'all's times together, and he caught some heat, some flack for last year's defensive performance, and then they turn it around this year, have a top 10 defense, if not better. What does that say to you about him and the job? How how would you describe the job he did this year? I think he did a great job. I'm sure he would probably tell you that he, he felt more comfortable you know, in, in managing it and then calling it on the game day, but the staff together, another complete year. The biggest the biggest thing is their defensive backs were vulnerable last year. They weren't real experienced. I don't know how young they were, but a lot of them were not starters the previous year. And that's where they were giving up plays. And he plays a very aggressive style of defense, obviously. And this year they did play well. The only group of receivers that gave them a really hard time was Florida State's, and they're, they're really good and uh, maybe could have done a better job switching it up on them a little bit. But, you know, a lot of pressure up front, really good front. Both years, you know, they had a great front seven, a few different faces in it. But the, the improvement in the secondary, I think, is the greatest difference in their defense between last year and this year. Chalk Chalk, Ellis Johnson, Chuck Reedy. All right, Chuck, let's – zone in on the Gamecocks here and what do they do moving forward they they have so many needs um you can go willy-nilly and and just blow it up with the transfer portal John and bring in as many as you can buy um but what does that say about development what does that what do you do you even care as a coach do you even care what kind of message it sends to the players in your program right now knowing just how how every how fluid everything is. I mean, you they might love you today, and you might love them today, but tomorrow they might not, and vice versa. Well, you know, I, I think they've got to be smart in the portal. I mean, I don't think you go wholesale in it, but but you know they they you know they're losing their two best players, um, you know, and 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 I don't know, you know, now you're going to get Juice Wells back, but you know, I don't know what the quarterback situation is. I mean, you you've got the freshman. You know, Doty's never even hardly mentioned anymore. Um, you know, so you're going to be, you know, you're transitioning to a brand new guy at quarterback. Um, you know, I think they've got to be in the market um, for a quarterback. Certainly got to get a running back. I mean, you know, obviously there's not one on the roster. Um, you know, I mean, uh, whatever they got to do, they got to get a running back. Um, and, and, you know, and they still, you know, they're going to need some receivers. Um, you know, they, they've got a great recruiting offensive line recruiting class coming in now, but you know, you can't count on those guys to play as freshmen or you hope they don't have to, but you know, the line certainly should be better. 
But they got to get a running back. They got to figure out what they're going to do quarterback, and and then get some receivers. Um, you know, and you know the the problem they've got. You know, and I heard Coach Beamer saying the program's in the best shape it's ever been. Well, you know, I, I think that might have been a little bit overreach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming off a five and seven season and and talking and they got a great recruiting class. Well, they do, but but it's number ten in the SEC. Mm. <laughs> that that's the problem. I mean, they got a good recruiting class, ranked number nineteen. Unfortunately, there's nine teams in the SEC that are ahead of them. That are all getting really <laughs> getting better players, and Clemson's ahead of them. So, you know, it, it's a tough road. I mean, yeah, they're recruiting better, but, you know, so is everybody else. And some of these guys, let's admit it, some of these guys who are highly rated four-star, five-star guys, and they make your recruiting class look shiny, they come in and either, A, they're duds, or, B, they they contribute very little, or, C, they're gone within one or two years. So what do you have left? Yeah. Well, look, here I'll tell you this. You look at Georgia, you look at Alabama, you look at Ohio State, you can look at Texas now. Uh, you you know, those guys are in the top five or six recruiting every year. So, yeah, there's going to be some duds, but if, if you're up there every year, you know, getting the four and five stars, there's a reason why Georgia's number one. And there's a reason, you know, why Alabama's always good. And, and again, Ohio State, you can go right on down and – Texas is just getting better and better. You know, I mean, so, you know, you've got to recruit at that level, you know, and, and that's where I see Clemson has fallen off. I mean, you know, three or four years ago, they were they were ranked in the top five or six every year. And in the last two or three years, they've been, you know, they've been in the, in the you know, 10 to 15 range. And there is a difference. And, and you know, and I think it's beginning to show. Mm-hmm. Ellis, Matt Rule said today, and of course, coaches, they they really are, they're really double talking to us. On the one hand, they complain about having to pay this money to the players. They complain about the money going out. Some of them do. They've been outspoken. Uh, Matt Rule said today it's going to cost. Well, maybe he wasn't complaining. Maybe he's just speaking out loud. He said it's going to cost about one point two million to get a winning quarterback out of the transfer portal, which is about what, you know, Rattler was getting at South Carolina. So we know what the going rate is. But, you know, when he said that to me, it didn't even shock me anymore. I wasn't like, oh, my God. It's like that's now just the cost of doing business in big-time college football. Yeah, it, I've said it on different different venues. may have said it on here. People might be tired of hearing it, but it's a cancer that's going to eat college football. Uh you know, all this stuff is going to make about 15 and 20 programs, uh, alumni or boosters or whatever, or fans, real happy. And the rest of them, it's going to be terrible because you listen to those numbers. Any university, any Power 5 university can come up with that money. But they can't come up with that money for the whole team. It takes the whole team to win a game. They might have paid Spencer Rattler $1.5 million. Did they get their money's worth back? I mean, I, I, I got to ask, and I mean, it wasn't his fault, but if you can't put people around him, go ahead and pay him a million dollars. It ain't going to matter. Hmm. So I, I don't want to get off on a tangent because I know you kind of asked a question about the NIL. Hmm. We, you know, we beat this thing to death, but the fact that they let it get out of the box before there was any kind of control on it or guardrails, everybody likes to use guardrails. Uh, 
you know, it's just, it's, it's absolutely mind-bending that you've got to go on a transfer portal now and come up with enough money to buy a player. And they ain't under contract. It's, it's worse than the NFL now. So I, I think that and the other thing that Chuck mentioned, I mean, the SEC next year will have 14, 15 schools recruiting over the top of South Carolina. And a lot of it would just be money. They'll be buying them. And, and I don't think they're going to be able to compete with that. Yeah. Clemson, maybe Clemson in a little bit better shape. But I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain that kind of thing. I just – I think it's bad for college football, and it's really deteriorating college football down in the lower levels. Yet. I talk to coaches all the time. Yeah. Yet, let me, and I'm not picking on South Carolina. They're the ones that put it out there. But, you know, they put out this release yesterday about this new program for their NIL where they've got an anonymous donor who's who's promised to match uh, dollar for dollar, all the donations up to a million dollars that come in. So, like, if you put in fifty dollars, he'll put in fifty dollars, and that'll give you a hundred dollars. Up, he'll do this up to a million dollars. So, basically, I guess it's like a million dollar donation. And of course, this is uh, promoted as program saving, program turning, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you can just simply go out and take this money and buy players, and that's going to fix everything for you, Chuck. Um, I mean, in this new age of football, is that gonna is that gonna fix everything? Well, no. I mean, there, there there's a lot more to it, and Ellis alluded to this a little bit. You, you know, you 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 got a guy. You can get have a guy making a million or million and a half, but those other those linemen, they're not getting that. I mean, you know, I don't know how. Thank goodness, I'm not having to deal with it. But I don't I don't know how you uh, you deal with that across the board with all your players. Now, I, I, I think, and again, I don't know a lot about it, but I, I think a lot of schools, my understanding is, and I could be totally wrong, but this, this came, is that Clemson, everybody on Clemson's team gets 40000 So, I mean, now I don't know if that's right or not, but yeah. that's what I was told. Yeah. And, you know, and so, you know, it, it, you've got to do that. You've got to do, you got to give, give something to all of them to keep them happy and keep them there. Um, you know, but... Um, um, but and and the other thing is now every and you alluded to this last year every every coach that you know is on the hot seat or or not doing well you know that's you know they're not getting enough money for nil you know that that's that's what they're blaming it on and um, you know but you either you either get with it or you're going to be left behind I mean I'm like Ellis I mean I don't like it I mean I, I think it's going to ruin college football but. That, those are the rules, and you know, like South Carolina, they either better step up, or or they're going to get left behind. Same thing with Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellis, your thoughts? Phil, real quick, yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. you mentioned that you mentioned when you let in the question, this so-called release, you know, putting it out in the press and so forth. I mean, that alone tells you that they're behind and they're desperate and they're trying to compete with this thing, and it's a wild animal, and I don't know how they're going to compete with it. Okay, it's it's no different than some of the other demographics, financial issues, and so forth that come along with major universities and where you're located and so forth. But I, you know, the fact they're starting a program and this some guy is going to match this and match that, that tells you they're not getting what they need right now. Well, Ellis, maybe you should write them a check. <laughs> yeah. they, if I wrote them a check, they could they could sign me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably should do that. 
I mean, there's a lot of people they should probably turn to to say, hey, come in here and take a look and help us. I think you could do that. Well, I think Clemson should start paying their walk-ons 40000 a year. <laughs> plus, plus, I got all that money from Auburn, and now my daughter's gone to school over there, and they're getting it all back. <laughs> People need to understand that you have a son who's a walk-on at Clemson, so you want the Clemson walk-ons to get paid as well, right? Yeah, yeah the truck just said they're all getting 40000 I can tell you one on the side. He'll get his in time. He'll get his in time. Um, before we let you go. Oh, yeah, he will, but it will all come from me. <laughs> Chuck, do you think do you think uh and I'll ask both of you this, um, unless coaches find jobs elsewhere that they want to go to for whatever reason, do you think South Carolina will be changing much of their staff, Clemson changing much of their staff? And same question for you, Ellis. Go ahead, Chuck. I I, I suspect that South Carolina may make some changes. I mean, you you you, you go five and seven. I mean, you know, they need to look at it now. I, I don't think Clemson will make any changes. No. How about you, Ellis? I I would venture a guess. I I just don't know. And I know both these head coaches so well that I tried to get inside their head. I you know, I just don't know. Now will there be pressure on either or and uh so forth. I mean Shane's not as established as, as Dabo. I don't think anybody's gonna try to tell Dabo how to run the program yet. If Shane gets pressure and it's a, you know, you, this has got to be done, you know, whatever. But I, just knowing both of them, I don't expect any major changes at all. Uh, last thing, uh, what's your pick for the SEC championship? You riding with Georgia or is is Alabama going to find a way? And what about how they won that game at <laughs> Auburn? My God. Uh, Chuck, what do you think? Uh, I, I mean, uh, that's one of the most phenomenal <laughs> I think I've ever seen in, yeah. in college football, but I, I I have to go with Georgia. Um, you know, I mean, they, I tell you what, what they won twenty nine in a row, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, they, you know, I think Carson Beck has really, really come along as as the year has progressed, and you know, if Bowers is healthy, McConkey's healthy. I mean, they got a lot of weapons on offense, and obviously, they're very good on defense. Yeah, I think they just sort of been treading water here for the most part till they get to this this time of year. You know that Georgia Tech game. I think they kind of slept walk through that. Uh, yeah. Ellis, what do you think? What do you think of that last Ellis as a defensive well, coordinator? Would Georgia. you not? Would you not have told your guys, look, don't lose your man. If you lose your man, don't let him get behind you. If you let him get behind you and he's about to catch the ball, tackle him. Is that what you would have told him? No, I would have told them, guys, we're not going to rush two and ask y'all to cover somebody for eight seconds. <laughs> you, you rush two people in a situation like that. And, and I got as much of this from Steve Spurrier as anybody. Yeah. I had five different things that I would call in that situation. He said, look, just rush the quarterback. Will you please quit rushing three? Yeah. Yeah, they rushed two the other night and spied the guy. What do you think he's going to do, run for 25 yards? <laughs> I mean, what in the world? And that guy's done hell of a job all year. I hate to get that one, but this is awful, guys. And and, and I'll, I'll give you Spurs thing. You rush five, you put two hanging around the hash somewhere, and then put four of them back down the goal line, he's never going to get a decent throw off. When the ball goes up in the air like that, receivers work on catching the ball more than defensive backs do. 
it's not a 50 50 ball. Mm. It, it's a 60 40, it's a maybe even a 70 30 when you let that happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame the defensive back. Hell, maybe they can cover him another 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> bitter. You sound bitter. <laughs> I was shocked. I really was because they played great defense all year. But hopefully Georgia will rush too and Alabama will. We'll beat them, and uh, <laughs> we'll have a bunch of one-loss teams, and I want to watch that committee sweat because yep. this thing could really get fun. And I, but Alabama to beat Georgia would be the first thing. Oregon's going to beat Washington. And then yep. you, I, I wouldn't even put money on Florida State and know I was going to get it back. Uh, that's a dangerous game. Anyhow, you're going to have about five one-loss teams, and then Michigan sitting there ready to kick all their ass. And I told you all again, yeah, Michigan. <laughs> Michigan looks good. They look good. I think you nailed it. You might have nailed it before anybody else. Yeah, I missed those other three, but I got Michigan right. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to give you a little uh, vacation here. Uh, we're not paying you for it, but, uh, you know, you're used to getting walking papers, both of you. So we will get yeah. back with you, <laughs> as am I. Uh, we'll get back with you bowl season. I'll, I'll send you a text. And Ellis, let's uh, let's have that lunch real soon. <laughs> yeah, can you just call it waivers or something being traded? I've heard enough. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> no, we need you. We, you're wanted here. I know you love Teddy more, uh, and you love being on with Teddy, but uh, we love you more here at Sports Talk. Keep that in mind. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Ellis. Man, I could talk to these guys all night. Ellis is bringing the heat. Love it. But you know what? I listen and I learn. I never thought about that. Did you ever think? Admit it. You never thought that receivers practice catching the ball more than defensive backs. That's why it's not a 50-50 play. It's a great, no, I had never thought about I, it in I that, never, in that respect. It, yeah. no. Closest I'd ever thought was there's a reason why you see so many, many drops as they're playing defense, not offense, while they're not a wide receiver. But – but no, never thought about it that way. It's all about repetition. And if you're not getting that repetition, you're not catching a couple hundred balls a day, of course you're not going to be yeah. as good at it. Not only did they only rush two, the two that rushed didn't rush. They just danced with the defensive linemen. They were all afraid. He's right. They were all afraid that the quarterback was going to take off and just run all the way to the end zone. Oh, <laughs> crazy. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> 